Word of prayer. Thank you for being here uh, this evening in the Lord's house. Looking forward to hearing from the Barnett Trio once again this evening. And then also for the Word of God being preached tonight. Looking forward to that. Brother Tim, sir, would you open us in a word of prayer? in your house tonight. We just ask you, Lord, to pour out your spirit upon this group tonight. I pray, Lord, that you touch each heart, each life, each family. I pray, Lord, that we would leave here uplifted and encouraged, but also convicted of uh, how we can serve better, how we can love more. And Lord, I just pray that you guide and each part of the service tonight. I pray that your will be done and you be glorified. I pray that you be with those who couldn't be here tonight, Father. Just watch over and protect you. In Jesus' name, amen. I know everybody just woke up from their Sunday afternoon nap. We're going to do things backwards. I'll let you sit down on the first song, and we'll stand up on the second one. So let's start off with number, hymn number 89. Number 89 in our hymn books tonight, All the Way My Savior Leads Me. Hymn number 89. next song this evening, number 99, A Shelter in a Time of Storm, hymn number 99.
right, as you're making your way back to the seat, it's a joy and a treat to have the Barnett Trio back with us this evening. And uh, I know I was blessed this morning. I, I tell you, they encouraged my heart. And uh, I, I was telling them uh, we had lunch together. I said, you know, it was hard to, it was hard to preach after those songs. I mean, they, I mean, it touched my heart. And, and but it also there was another part of it. I was excited about preaching. And uh, so I appreciate them. And then he gave that soul stirring. Uh, message this morning. He said, I've never done that before. I usually don't introduce a song like that. And he said, just felt that liberty to do that. And I said, well, the reason why he felt liberty to do that, because he didn't have to sing afterwards. Nicole had to sing. And all he had to do was, ooh, you know, I mean. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Miss Nicole, she had to sing, and she's sitting there going, <laughs> but, uh, I tell you, I, I appreciate I appreciate their friendship. They, they, I told them, I said, I really enjoy having you come, but man, the fellowship afterwards, we just sit there and make fun of each other and laugh, and uh, but we we love the Lord, and uh, it's good to. One one uh, lady came over to our table and she says, "Man, I was just so happy to hear you all laughing over there. I guess we made a scene. I don't know, just <laughs> just laughing, having a good old time. But anytime you get us together, that's going to happen." And uh, I appreciate their friendship and their love for the Lord. So you all come up and minister tonight. Jesus, Lord. 
picked me up and turned me around I'll be placed my feet on solid ground It makes me want to shout Hallelujah, thank you Jesus Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the Family, my 
their Baptist nap. Anybody else besides me? Literally no one. I was going to say, some of you look like you need to take another whack at it, but <laughs> apparently no one Not got one. Okay, I don't. <laughs> well, i tell you what, an hour of sleep to me is like seven, right? Because I'm a new dad. And so like, if I can just give one hour, you know, here and there, and I was able to get an hour when I went back to the house. But uh, well, wasn't it a sweet service this morning we had together and really enjoyed that time. We won't sing a lot, Ricky sure he told me not to so we'll do two or three more songs here and look forward to the message tonight but uh, but uh, keep us in, in your prayers as I said earlier we're gonna we got a, a new album that we're gonna be working on hopefully this fall and uh, it seems like the last I want to say the last four years of our lives have been, have been just been transition 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 and it seems like we haven't been in the same spot very long but I'm hoping that uh, the Lord will allow us to kind of get a little more stability and get my studio set back up in our house to where I can start recording some more music. And uh, right now it's only about maybe not even halfway there put back together from our uh, initial move. And, uh, well, let's sing a, another song off the album or two that, uh, that we really love and enjoy. And uh, we'll uh, maybe introduce uh, another song here uh, as we continue. <laughs> Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
I'm so thankful for the blood of Christ. And there's a, a newer song that came out recently about the blood where it says, Oh, the blood, it is my victory. That's our whole victory in life can be based on that concept of Christ and his blood and what he did for us on the cross. And I'm so thankful for that. We're going to sing a song that I haven't sang in a, quite a long time, and it's just simply entitled, Why Should I Worry? And, you know, when we are singing, when we travel, we do try to think of the things in our lives that the Lord has taught us through the year and apply what we sing about into our lives. And as Cole's mentioned, it seems like we always have something going on. Do you ever feel that way? There's always some big trial in your life. And this is, and Dad even said, we were sitting around when we were talking, he was like, this has been the most trying year of my ministry. And at the very beginning of the year, and I know some of you, all of you, that have that know us on Facebook, you've been praying for our family, and we appreciate it so much. But at the beginning of the year, my sweet mother, she'd been having pain forever, and they couldn't figure out why. And she, they thought it was kidney stones. They'd sent her to x-rays. They'd sent her to four doctors, and they kept saying, oh, you're going to pass it, Miss Barnett. And she finally, you know, without Obamacare, she finally got that MRI approved to be done. And a week a week before Thanksgiving, I think, they said, Miss Barnett, we got your results, and we need to do surgery immediately. There's been a tumor growing on your spine, and you're a week away from paralysis. The whole year or two that she'd been going through pain, this had been forming, and they didn't know why, and they were pretty sure it was benign, but it was a scary situation. And so they didn't know what the, the damage that was permanent, but we went, that was our, the first of our year, and then, um, like Cole told you about the, the situation with Sadie, but... My mom, and cool to talk to you about, and we're just real people, y'all. We're just like you. And we just are crazy enough to believe in this God that we sing about. And I'll never forget, I, I sat with my mom as she was getting ready to go under. And they told her, they said, Miss Burnett, we don't know the damage. And we don't know if you'll be able to walk. We don't know. And so we're just going to go through this with you. And um, my mom... The last word she said before she went in under, and she's like, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. And how sweet it is. I mean, seeing my family go through those things, seeing real people go through those things and say, I trust you, God, through it all. That's the kind of faith I want. That's what, that's what this whole thing is about, is having that kind of faith. And when you do, what a joy it is to say, why should I worry? It's all in God's hands, what we go through. There's nothing that you're going to go through that doesn't go through His hands first. So whatever you're going through, whatever's consuming you this evening, please take faith and hope and joy in the fact that you serve a God who has this whole thing under control. Even though 
like a song I do enough to request it and the pastor has asked me to do this song I haven't sang it really I'll be honest with you I haven't sang it in a while uh, you know we kind of run through uh, these uh, phases where we sing songs and then we lay them down for a while and then we come back by and pick them up a friend of mine wrote this song I love the the song itself it's called Lord here's my basket we all know that it's based off of the scripture of the young lad and his five loaves and his two fishes and uh, what would have happened that day if the young lad had said no 
and he could have said no for many reasons, not just selfishness. I think a lot of times we say no because we think what we have is insignificant. We don't think what we have to offer will measure up. But folks, if God can talk through a donkey, he can use his people to accomplish his task. He's got instance and instance and instance in the scriptures, time and time and time again, of the least of these being the greatest of the kingdom. And so we have to look at that and we have to realize that God has given everyone a gift. You know, we were talking today about some people in your church who's, he was actually really nice to y'all. Many of you, he said, man, I've got someone in the church always, you know, really, uh, they just uh, volunteer to do this or they volunteer to do that. We have some really great harmony going on in our church right now and things are really great. And, and everyone has their own basket to give. Everyone has something inside that basket. Somebody might be a, a plumber, somebody might be an electrician, somebody might be a piano player, somebody might be a Sunday school teacher, somebody might be this and somebody might be that, but together all parts make the body of Christ. But what happens when someone refuses to give their basket? And I was at a radio station the first time I heard this song and it was a WGCR down in Pisgah Forest, North Carolina. It's a, for me, I mean, it's, it's a large-scale radio station, but probably to the world it's not. But it is the biggest AM radio station um, in that area, 10,000 watts. And uh, they had a goal. It was over $200,000, and they weren't making it. And I'm just telling you this story to, to show you what, what God can do with five loaves and two fishes in my lifetime. Because they weren't making their goal. And, and the singer got up and said, I don't know why, but the Lord's impressed on my heart that somebody would just give a small dollar amount. And brother, I, it, was a, it was a telephone thing. People just phoned in. They, they listened to the radio and they phoned in. And said, I don't care whether it's $10, $50. I don't care what you can give. But if you'll give your five loaves and two fishes, maybe it'll inspire someone else to do it. And I, and I could go on and on about the story, but bottom line is, before, the, before that night was over, they had reached the goal of that radio station. Because thousands of people called in and just gave what they could, their basket. They weren't jealous they couldn't give a bigger basket. They weren't, they weren't shutting themselves down because they thought their basket was insignificant. They gave what they were asked to give. It's like that widow in her mind. And uh, I hope you'll not just think about it in terms of money. It certainly isn't. It's in terms of so much more, your life, your talent, your basket in and of itself. And a good friend of mine wrote this song and I, and I love singing it. Uh, Lord, here's my basket. Multitude gathered on a hill near Galilee to hear Words of Jesus, his miracles to see. But as the day wore on, his disciples came to say, There's not enough to feed them, Lord. Should we send them away? But from a little boy in his basket of five barley loaves of bread. And those two fish, 5,000 hungry people would be fed. Lord, here's my basket. It's not much I know. 
the Barnett Trio. Isn't that good? I tell you, I appreciate, I appreciate their willingness to follow the Lord's will and leadership and uh, what songs to sing. I tell you, every song was right, just right on for me. And I hope that uh, uh, the Lord spoke to you through song. I, I thought about just giving an invitation. I really did because that's uh, uh, the message Brother Cole was preaching. That's the message I'm preaching tonight. And uh, so it's the way the Lord works. But I appreciate the Barnett Trio. They've been such a blessing to our church throughout the years, and, and tonight uh, is no different. So I appreciate Thank you, uh, Brother uh, Cole and Miss Corey, and, of course, Miss Nicole as well, for coming and using your talents uh, for the Lord. I appreciate that. So I do appreciate you being here tonight. I hope that you've been blessed for being in the Lord's house. What a wonderful day in the Lord's house today. Four baptized. I have the Barnett Trio here singing. And then we get to hear the good preaching. Amen. So we praise the Lord for that. What a blessing to have them with us this, this, uh, uh, this evening, this morning. And uh, I asked them to sing, Lord, Here's My Basket, because the Lord put upon my heart this week to, to preach a message, Lord, Here's My Basket. And, uh, and so I hope that it will be a blessing to you uh, this, this evening. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to John chapter number 6. John chapter number 6. John chapter 6, verse 1 is where we'll start reading. And we'll read down through verse 9, and then we'll see what the Lord has for us. The Bible says, After these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them. 
and that, that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread, that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that, they, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two uh, small fishes, but what are they among so many? Let's have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for your love, for your mercy and your grace. Lord, thank you for the Barnett Trio and how they've ministered in song tonight. Lord, I thank you for the good day you've given us, seeing the, those baptized this morning. And Lord, it's just been good to be in your house today. And I thank you, Lord, for how you've, you've worked in my life and my heart today. Lord, I pray that you would speak tonight as only you can. Holy Spirit of God, Lord, I, we, we need your presence in our presence this evening. And Lord, it would all be in vain without you here. And God, we need you, so we ask that you would speak to our hearts. Give us something that we can apply it to our hearts and our lives through this week. In Jesus' name, amen. We know the story. A great multitude of, of folks were following the Lord, and, and some of them were following him because uh, they were true followers of Christ. Some of them were really genuine followers of Christ. And then there were some that uh, they were just nosy. No, uh, they wanted to see what was going on. They heard about the miracles. They seen the things that were going on. And then there were some that was just following to be followers. That's just the way it is. Uh, a lot of people do those things. There's true followers in the church. There's some that are just nosy. They just want to see what's going on in the church. And then there's other people that are just here because they're here, uh, as somebody else is here. And uh, regardless of the reason, Jesus told Philip uh, that they needed to feed the people. And Philip says, well, we don't have the means, Lord. We don't have the means. Philip was thinking there's too many people and not enough money. Too many people, not enough money. Then uh, even if we spend everything we had, he's saying, even in 200 pennies worth, uh, even if we spent all that, it would only give them a little bit. Only a little bit. How, how are we to do this? See, Philip had little faith. Uh, there in verse 9, we find Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, making the same faithless assumption. Look, look there in verse 9. It says, There's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Now these two men, they're looking out and they're seeing the multitude. They're seeing all, these, uh, all the objects and all the things that are in the way. They're not seeing the Savior. They're not seeing that He can supply for their needs. Andrew uh, here just knew that five barley loaves and two small fishes would not be uh, would not go uh, and far enough to feed five thousand people, and uh, Philip was he was disturbed that two hundred pennies worth of, of bread would only feed a small portion or not feed uh, the whole group or just give them a little bit. You see, both were blind to the power of the Lord. Both are blind. I see today, can I say it very plainly to us today, we're blind to the power of God, the God that we serve. He can. He can supply our every need. He, uh, you know, I see here that uh, unbelief is contagious. You know, Andrew followed after Philip, and both were blind to the power of God. 
What are these? What, what are they among so many? What, the small things. What is that among this great multitude of people? There's always going to be folks that are not going to believe. They're not going to believe. It doesn't matter how much we have when the Lord is present, it's enough. When the Lord is present, it's enough. Andrew calculated without Christ. He, he saw only a hopeless situation. He could not see Christ because of the, uh, the difficult that was uh, before him. Can I say that there are many times in our life when it seems all hope is lost and then God steps in? We heard the testimony this morning. I'm sure that uh, you that were aware that they're talking about Sadie this morning and uh, I, I commented to Brother Cole this morning about I was reading some of his Facebook posts and how they kept the faith. They said, we're just going to trust God and trust God. And uh, they, they said, you know what, they're just going to trust God no matter what the circumstances are, they're going to trust Him. You see, God majors on those difficult situations. Those things that we think are just huge, can I tell you that's no problem for my God. It's nothing to Him. We must keep our eyes upon Him when we do. The difficulty is really not present anymore. The spies, when they saw the giants in the land, what did they see? They seen giants, but not Joshua and Caleb. You know what they saw? They saw how big their God was. These opportunities that come our way, we look about how big the, the problem is, but we need to look at how big our God is. He is able to take care of those needs. We know the Barnett Trio sang that song, Lord, Here's My Basket. The little boy's lunch was, was little, but can I say little as much when God is in it? Little as much. We don't have much to offer the Lord either, but little as much when God is in it. Notice the rest of the story. Look down in verse 17. It says, And they did eat, and they were filled. That right there is a miracle in itself. They had the 5,000. Now, I would be saying this, uh, you know, these five, bar five barley loaves and uh, two fishes. I had more than that for a brunch today, okay? I mean, there's no way that that would feed a multitude of people unless God gets involved. And you see, uh, the, the, the lad here, he, he says, and goes on, verse 17 says, And they did eat and were filled, all filled, and there was taken up of fragments that remained to them twelve baskets. Twelve baskets. Little as much when God's in it. Listen, all we have to do is say, Lord, here's my basket. It's not much. And, and I, I look at this and uh, the Lord did something miraculous here. And the Lord can do something miraculous in your life. Have you ever thought, who am I that God would want to use me? I have. Uh, who, who am I that God is mindful of me? I've, I've thought that on many occasions. I guess the first time this started is when I got when the Lord started dealing with me about salvation, and and I thought, why in the world would God want to save me? Anybody else like that? Why in the world would God want to save me? But God loved me anyways, even though I was unlovable, even though I was I didn't I didn't hold regard for God in my life. God still loved me, and then I, I believe when after I got saved and God started dealing with me about serving Him and about preaching I thought Lord you're not getting much here I, I don't have a lot to offer but Lord here's my basket I don't have much I, I'm not eloquent in speech I, I don't I, I don't I didn't do very well in school I ain't good at, at grammar and uh, 
I, I didn't know if anybody would catch the anger. I knew two school teachers would catch that, but but God's not interested in our abilities. He's interested in our availability. Lord, hear my. Send me. Here's my basket, Lord. Use it. You see, I have said many times that God doesn't necessarily call the gifted. He gifts the called. What God wants this evening is your availability, your, your willingness to be obedient to Him. He wants our baskets. The little boy didn't have much to offer, but he said, here, here it is. You see, he's the, uh, when God uses people that don't have a lot to offer, He's the one that gets the glory. He's the one that gets the praise. He's the only one that gets the glory. People uh, know it wasn't you that did it. It had to be God. Many, many times people think it's the big things that God wants, the big money, the important people that God wants to use. As Brother Cole was ta- testifying about the man that uh, said, if everyone would just do their part. And as, as a church, just we don't have to all do it all. We just have to do our part. Lord, here's my basket. Use it. I don't have much, but God, you can use me. I'm available. I'm here. You see... Many times in the Bible, God used the little things. We're going to look at some of those things this evening on this topic. Lord, here's my basket. Lord knows if He has your heart, He has everything. He has everything. Jesus taught His disciples that they needed Him. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much talent you have, uh, no matter how good we are, again, no matter how much talent you have, I believe this group here is talented okay I mean brother Cole's been playing uh, his guitar since I think three or four years old I remember uh, been playing for years oh, wonderful talent Miss Corey wonderful talent one of the greatest singers I've ever heard in my life and I'm not just saying that because they're here oh, I mean they're wonderful talent but I guarantee you as talented as they are they would say they need the Lord and every time they sing they need the Lord no matter how talented you are, no matter how good you think you are, no matter how uh, of those things, we still need the Lord. We need to be available say, Lord, here's my basket. There in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23, it says, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glorieth in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercised loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. You may be thinking, well, pastor, I don't have much. I don't have much money. Pastor, I don't have much talents. Pastor, I I just don't have a lot to offer. That's what God wants. That's what God wants. He wants your basket. I want to show you, share with you three things this evening God can use in our lives. God uses things that are insufficient. Insufficient. We think of insufficient when we think of that. We think of not able to meet the needs. Not enough there. That is what the word means. A lack of power, capacity, or competence. The disciples thought the same way. They thought, Lord, we don't have enough. There's, there's not enough here. You see, God uses insufficient funds. You see, think about this. Mark chapter 12, verse 41, it says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much, 
And there was, came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which uh, make a farthing, and, and called unto his disciples, and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast into their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. This two mites, I mean, nothing, it's insufficient, it's not enough to meet the needs, but God says, hey, it's more than enough. It's more than enough. Jesus told his disciples that this woman gave more than anyone else. You see, what is a million dollars? To us, that's a lot of money. What is $10 billion? To us, that's a lot more money. But to God, it's nothing. It's nothing. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And the rest of it, why do I care if he gives it to me one hamburger at a time? God owns it all. God owns it all. The disciples thought, what is he talking about? Uh, she only put in two mites. See, God used things to us that may not seem like much. Songwriter, I think, said it right. Little is much when God is in it. God uses insufficient funds, but also He used insufficient food. The story we just read about there in John chapter 6, how again Peter said, there's not enough funds, uh, Lord, there's not enough, we don't have enough money to go out and purchase uh, the bread. There's not enough means, we can't do it. And then Andrew says, there's not enough food either. God, what are we to do? Jesus took that which seemed insufficient in the disciples' eyes, and he blessed it, and he multiplied it. And listen what happened. The rest of the story there in verse, uh, verse 12, I believe it was, he says, or uh, uh, 13, and there was, they picked up, after everyone was filled, 12 baskets full. Now God used something that was insufficient. I mean, they, had, they didn't have enough food, but God used it. You see, the Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or thank in Christ Jesus. God uses things that are insufficient, but also I see number two, God uses things that are insignificant. You see, the word insignificant, you know what that means? It lacks importance, power, possession, position, or value, worthy of little regard. That's what it means. You know, God uses those things that are insignificant. And I thought about that. Brother Cole was preaching my message up here. But God used insignificant animals. He used a donkey, Balaam's donkey. I mean, this is, uh, when, I, when I think about insignificant, I think of a donkey. I mean, what is the use of a donkey anyways? There's not a whole lot. I mean, they actually taste pretty good. When we went to Costa Rica, they, saw, they sold that. It was pretty good. Um, but that's about all. That's about all it's good for. And God used a donkey to confront Balaam. God was making a roadblock and Balaam... Now, teens, listen up because this is one of your questions yesterday that many of you missed. Balaam's donkey. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, Balaam's donkey. Any more quizzes or anything? Balaam's donkey. Okay. And, but anyways, Balaam uh, got angry and smote the donkey three times. And, and God opened the donkey's mouth and the donkey actually spoke. You say, do you believe that, that, that donkey actually... Absolutely, I believe it. You're crazy enough to believe that donkey? I absolutely crazy enough to believe that that donkey spoke. Why? Because when God does something, He does it. And you can't question God. 
See, God used a donkey, but also, you know what? God came in on a donkey. Remember that? He was carried in on God used that. What about, what about the fish? God used a fish in the Bible. A fish? Come on. Many times he used fish. But there in Matthew 17, verse 27, it says, Notwithstanding, lest uh, we should offend them, go unto thou to the sea. Another question for you guys uh, that was on the amazing race yesterday that most of you missed. Uh, and cast a hook and took up the fish uh, that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that uh, take that and give unto them from me and thee. For me and thee. You know, so God used a fish, but also God used a rooster to convict Peter. Cock-a-doodle-doo. I mean, think about that. There in Matthew 26, it says, Then began he to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew, and Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he wept bitterly. God uses those things that are insignificant, insignificant animals, but also insignificant objects. I thought about this. You know what God created man out of? Dust, dirt. I mean, what do we use it for? Nothing. It's, it's, it's insignificant. There's no value in dirt. There's no value in it, but God created man from that. You know what? God used clay and spit to make the blind man see. Clay and spit. Now, anybody else able to do that? Um, my doctor's back there, and he's, he's good, but I don't think he's that good. I really don't. Clay and spit, insignificant things, things that are of no value. But God did it. God did it. And then I want you to notice number three, the last thing God uses God uses inadequate things. Moses in his speech, there in Exodus chapter number 4, says, And Moses said unto the Lord, O Lord my God, O, o my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither the hereto, uh, for nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and uh, of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who, hath make, who maketh the dumb or deaf? Or the seen or the blind, have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Moses thought, Lord, I'm slow to speak. I, I'm not eloquent in speech. I can't, there's no way. Can't you use someone else? And God says, you know what? I've picked you. Now you have a choice. You want to be used of God? Or do you not want to be used of God? So Moses said, okay, Lord, here's my basket. I don't have much. God, I, I really don't have much to offer you, but here I am. Moses said, Lord, here's my basket. I started thinking about Gideon. Gideon was full of fear. The Bible says there in Judges chapter number 6, it says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was there in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Abizarite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress and hid from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? 
And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this, uh, in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I have saved, or shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Did you hear it? He said, I'm poor. I'm the least of my father's house. You know what? He was saying, I, I'm really inadequate to do the job, God. You know what God says? You have a choice. You want to be used or not. So Gideon, you know what he did? He said, okay, Lord, after he proved him, he said, okay, Lord, here's my basket. I don't have much. I, I, Lord, I don't know how it's going to happen. We know the story, what happened. He started off with, I think it was 22,000 men to fight in the battle. And then God says, nope, that's too many. So it got whittled down to 10,000 and God said, nope, still too many. And we know the story, so it finally got down to 300 men. And God says, okay, now go. Now, when you think about this battle going on here, 22 would have been, okay, it's still a scary situation going into this battle with 22,000 men, but now they're down to 300 men. Inadequate. But little is much when God's in it. Gideon said, okay, Lord, <laughs> We don't have a whole lot to offer, but here we are. Here's my basket. Now think of David and his youth. There in 1 Samuel 17, it says in verse 32, it says, And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. It goes down in verse 42, it says, And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog? You send this, you send this wimp out here to fight me. I mean, the littlest among your... Could you get anybody smaller? I mean, am I a dog that you would send this guy out here? That thou mayest come to me with staves. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give the flesh, thy flesh into the fowls of the air. And of the beasts of the field. Everyone but David thought that he was too young, too small, too inadequate, not an, just not able to meet the needs. David surrendered to God's will. David was sure of God's protection. And David was safe because he trusted God. And you know what David said? I'm just a lad. I'm just a young teenage boy. But Lord, here's my basket. I don't have a lot to offer, but I'm available. You see, when I surrendered to the ministry, I struggled because I thought, God, I have nothing to offer you. I really don't have much to offer you. I'm insufficient. I don't have enough means to take care of the situation. I thought, God, I'm nobody. Lord, why me? I thought, I'm insignificant. There's, there's much better qualified people out there in this world. God, why not use them? I said, why me, God? I'm not eloquent in speech. I'm scared. I'm, I'm inadequate to serve you. You see, God knows your so-called inabilities. You know what God wants? Not your abilities. He wants your availability. 
tonight as we look at our, we examine our lives, there's no one in here that says, you know what, I'm it. <laughs> I've got it going on. I've got all the money. I've got all the talents. I've got everything going for me. I've got it all. There's no one in here like that. But I see a lot of people that are poor and needy that need the Lord. And if you come to the Lord saying, Lord, I don't have much, because <laughs> God uses the humble at heart. You say, Lord, I don't have much, but Lord, here's my basket. Maybe you can take it and use it along the way. Maybe I can be a blessing. Maybe I can be a help. Maybe it's being, as Brother Cole said, a Sunday school teacher. Maybe it's being a nursery worker. Maybe it's being whatever the case may be, whatever God has called you to do. We don't have to do it all. We just got to do something. I always say that. God doesn't expect you to do everything. He just expects you to do something. You know, I'm going to encourage you tonight to say as you come to the altar tonight, say, Lord, I don't have much to offer you. You know, you know you're getting the, the short end of the stick. But you know what? I believe God uses those folks that says, Lord, I don't have much, but I want to offer it to you anyways. I'm here. As Isaiah said, Lord, here am I. Send me. Would you search your heart tonight and say that? Say, Lord, I know I'm not much, but God, if you'll use me, here I am. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I believe that each one of us have gifts. Each one of us have been gifted. As Brother Cole said, I told you he preached the message tonight already. Each one of us have gifts to offer. He said he gave the illustration of plumber, electrician, whatever the case, we can find something for you to do. You've got talent. Now, are you going to use it for God? God, I don't have much, but here's my basket. Lord, use it. Lord, will you use it? I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I don't even know for sure that if I was to die today, I'd go to heaven. Pastor, would you pray for me, anyone like that? Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but I haven't been giving the Lord my basket. I haven't been giving Him Lord, what I, ha what I have. I've just been holding back because I thought it was insignificant. I thought it was insufficient. I just thought it was inadequate. I just... But I realize God just wants my availability. He just wants me. Pastor, pray for me. I, I, need to, I need to surrender my life. I need to surrender whatever God has me to do. I just need to surrender to Him, His will. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone like that? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, You know the hearts. You know the, every situation that's going on. Lord, I pray that men and women, boys and girls around this church house tonight, Lord, would examine their hearts, realizing none of us have much to offer. In the grand scheme of things, we have nothing to offer you. But God, you choose to use us anyways. You said that if we don't cry out, you'd have the rocks and the hills to cry out. Lord, you can use those things that are inadequate, insufficient. Lord, you, can, you major on those things that are impossible. God, I pray that you would use this church, Putnamville Baptist Church. Use us in a great and mighty way. Or we'll give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet?
As Miss Liz begins to play softly, I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar. Say, Lord, here am I. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Here am I. I don't have much to offer, Lord, but I'm here. I'm, a, I'm available. I surrender all. That's what he's saying. That's what he's asking for, just to surrender. Some of us have more talents and we're hoarding them. We're holding back on them. I think it's time to say, Lord, you've given me these talents. I need to use them for you. Thank you. you. May be seated. Do again. Appreciate, appreciate you being coming out tonight. I hope that, I hope that you've been encouraged today in the Lord's house. I, I know I have been uh, through the the song and message today. I mean, the Lord's been so good to us, and I, I just praise His holy name for what He's done. I do want to remind you this coming weekend, this uh, Friday, uh, if you'd like to go to the men's retreat there at Hoosier Hills, uh, we're going to leave the church at 3.30 on Friday. So 3.30 on Friday and leave uh, from the church here and we'll take a van. And all those that would like to come in, uh, um, just go ahead and show up and we'll, we'll have a great time. Uh, you do need, so just so you know, uh, you do need to have bedding if you're uh, like a sleeping bag, pillow, those type of things. Uh, then if you'd like to take a shower, you need to bring a towel. Um, I say that because my first time going, uh, before I got married, I just went as I was, and I didn't know that you had to have sleeping bags and those type of things. Well, everyone made fun of me, and so I don't want you to be made fun of, okay? Uh, but the next, the next year I was married, and I had everyone... Uh, actually wanted what I had because my wife packed my bags for me uh, I had she put me an air mattress in there and uh, all the guys were making fun of me then because I had everything I had all the snacks I had everything everybody was coming to my my lunch pail and saying uh, hey we want to be a part of this and so it was a big contrast from year to year but they said we can tell you've been married now so uh, but anyways, that's this coming Friday. Looking forward to a great time. Brother David Gibbs is going to be the speaker. Powerful preacher, man. I'm telling you, powerful preacher. You need to come out if you're able to. And then next Sunday uh, through Wednesday, uh, next Sunday evening through Wednesday, uh, we'll be having the Seedline Conference, and that'll be there in Brazil. So Sunday evening, uh, we'll be having services in Brazil, okay? 
Then Monday night, we're asking all those that would uh, to help prepare a meal for, uh, for Seedline, for all those that are the workers and those that are involved. And uh, see Miss Pam for that. She'll tell you what she needs. Uh, uh, we usually do an Italian dish. And then uh, we'll need breads and salads and different things such as that. So that's that Monday evening. And then Wednesday evening, we'll be ha- we will be having our services there as well. So Sunday night and Wednesday night will be held there. Yes? Um, what is it? 7 o'clock every night. So Sunday through Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Okay. Um, thank you, Brother Tony, for that. Uh, and then um, I got on my calendar here, um, just so you mark your calendars for this, October the 20th, we're going to have our family festival where I'm trying to have a hayride and I'm looking to try to get some bouncy houses out here. And it's going to be our, our uh, holiday alter- or our Halloween alternative. We're going to have all candy for the kids. And uh, so you want to invite some folks out to that. And uh, I'm going to try to get all kinds of fun stuff. We'll have the popcorn machine out there, probably roast some hot dogs and things like that. And so you come out, uh, plan on inviting some friends. It's October the 20th. And then one last announcement uh, before we take up the offering as the men go ahead and prepare for that. Um, tomorrow, uh, I forgot to announce this this morning, but uh, Brother Jimmy's mom went home to be with the Lord this past week. And um, uh, today was the viewing there in Carlisle and uh, Branson Carlisle in Mooresville, and that was from 2 to 6. Well, tomorrow at 10 o'clock is the funeral services. It's going to be there at Carlisle, uh, there in Mooresville. And uh, uh, then Eternal Life Baptist Church, a uh, sister church, they're actually, that's where her, uh, his mom was a member of. They're going to have a meal for uh, the family and for all those that are present. Uh, but I'm asking if anybody would like to, uh, if you could bring a dish or uh, we're, the church, our church is going to provide the chicken, and uh, I'll probably stop at Grace uh, personally and get uh, a couple pies. So if you say, oh, I can't make anything, but uh, Pastor, if you can pick up something, I'd be happy to pick up a pie from Grace or uh, some, some coleslaw or something. I can pick up something for you. And, uh, but that's tomorrow. And uh, Brother Jimmy's such a blessing to our church, he and Miss Angie. I'm telling you, uh, there's a lot of things they do and, and uh, uh, that just goes behind the scenes. And uh, I, I just, I just uh, want to be a blessing to he and his, his family. And so if you could help out with that. Miss Pam, can you help me kind of organize that? No. Oh, you start school tomorrow. Okay. Well, I will, I'll, do, I'll do it. And so uh, if, there's, if you would like to participate in that, uh, make sure... Let me know, and we'll get all those things. Their church is going to supply some stuff, but um, uh, Pastor Ensley told me today that their church just went through a big split, and so he says, I don't know how much how much uh, help I'm going to have. And so I said, you can count on us. We're going to help you. And so uh, you, you just pray for the situation. Pray for Brother Jimmy. I know that he covets your prayers. Uh, Brother Jimmy is a, uh, a type of man that he doesn't show a lot of emotions, but I know this is his mama, and uh, you pray for Brother Jimmy, okay? I appreciate that. Brother Caleb, sir, would you please ask a blessing? Lord, it has been a blessing and an honor to be gathered in this house of worship tonight. I just ask that you help us to just take everything that we have heard sung and preached and just mention everything here today. And not leave it behind as we go forward in our life. Lord, that we would just take all of these lessons with us.
us everywhere that we go and that people that we interact with would just see you in our lives because that's, that's what the world needs. So Lord, that's, that's my prayer is that you help us to just be the, the mirrors that shine your light just reflected out into the world around us. Lord, during this time of offering, I just ask you to help us to give with open and cheerful hearts. Help us to, like the, that young lad, help us to just say, here's, here's what I have, Lord. Take it and use it. And just help us to be glad that we can give towards your work being done on this earth. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you again for being here this evening. Let's all stand. We'll close in a word of prayer. And uh, you get by. Um, if you didn't know, uh, the Barnett Trio has a, a CD display up there. If you'd like uh, to purchase that, that just helps them for their next project. And we need to get their next project going. So you, uh, you uh, help out in that. I know it would be a blessing to them. Um, Brother Phil, sir, would you close us in a word of prayer, sir? Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together and hear your word. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you touch us, that we might come closer to you. Heavenly Father, be with us through this week, and guide and direct us, and help us to understand your will. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.